You're listening to the Mighty Beast Podcast MMA Episode 1. Roar. Hi guys, welcome back to the Mighty Beast Podcast. I am your host, Sean Pierre. Uh, lots to talk about today uh, in the world of MMA. There is a, a few... Uh, a few, uh, there's a few events going on kind of at the same time and uh, tonight as well, so we should just jump right in. But before we get into it, um, I want to let you guys know that, you know, as you notice from the uh, title of the uh, podcast now, uh, we are kind of recording this specifically to, to talk about MMA, not not the entire podcast because uh, you saw Weed once, oh, you if you heard on Wednesday, we have Weed Wednesdays. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, designate these podcasts. So, um, so if you know if you're not in the mood to hear about MMA or you want to hear something on Weed Wednesdays or you want to um, hear about anything else but just not MMA or something like that, don't listen to this podcast that says that it's an MMA uh, designated podcast. So, let's jump in. Uh, just so you know, uh, like I said, we have. Three events happening. Uh, one is actually tonight, which is the uh, Bellator and USO present uh, salute the troops event, as well as um, the UFC on Fox thir- uh, 31 tomorrow, Saturday, uh, as well on the same day tomorrow night, uh, Bellator 213, um, Ali Malay, uh, McFarlane, uh, the current uh, champion. I believe that's 125. I have to make sure. Yes. Yeah, flyweight. So it's 125 uh, versus uh, former UFC fighter Val- uh, Valerie Letourneau. So, uh, oh, there's actually a fourth event happening. I'm not sure if any of you MMA people... I mean, I, I love MMA, and I, st- you know, I kind of try to keep up with, with everything as much as I can. Uh, I even look into the to Invicta cards, because uh, they are, you know, the women, they're getting better, and they're getting better every... Every year, or not even every year, maybe every quarter, there's, uh, you know, advancement in, in, in women in MMA. And I've been actually following it because it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing the especially the women uh, get uh, get into great fights. Uh, you know, like everyone try to tries to compare women fights versus guy fights, and the only good women fights are the ones that look like guy fights. So, um, yeah. So I, I feel like the women are starting to come into their own and. Uh, Get into that good. So, uh, Jin Yu Frey, and I think I think that's how you say Jin Yu Frey. She um, she's fighting for an atom weight title. That's one hundred five. I think uh, she may have been fighting at one fifteen. Uh, maybe not, but uh, I remember she she fought not too long ago, and um, I think for a title. Not too, I mean, not too long ago as I'm talking about in the last like maybe like one or two years, where she ended up losing against that uh, the Japanese uh, a Japanese fighter that. Actually trains out of AACC, one of our sister gyms out in Japan. So uh, yeah, but before we get into the um, the fights, let's get into a little bit of uh, you know the Facebook brand. The, the face I, I like to call this segment. Let's call it just like the Facebook breakdown, because it's all it's all this shit that's on my Facebook and. I, mean, I like to repost f- weird articles, and you know, it'd be. I thought it'd be cool to, uh, 
you know, just kind of uh, talk about them because they are kind of fun. And, and uh, then we'll get into the fights and then you can go do whatever you need to do. Blow dry your hair or something. Okay. So uh, something that I saw, was, which was pretty funny because there's, you know, there's a number of movies that can make me laugh. And one of them is actually coming to America. And it, it's one of my favorite movies. And somebody uh, did an edit here where they... You know, they talk about it's it's the uh the meme said thirty years ago we were introduced to the legend known as Randy Watson. So Randy Watson was a, a character played by Eddie Murphy and you could tell that there's maybe like a prosthetic nose <laughs> there's a prosthetic nose on him and then he has like these bandmates, they just look like MC's MC Hammer's fucking bandmates. <laughs> one of them got like a like a hairstyle that's actually current right now, you know. I don't know what the hell you call it, but it's it almost looks like Swaggy P's, um, you know that burst fade mohawk kind of. <laughs> but um, so Randy Watson, yeah, he's played by Eddie Murphy, and he, he sings Whitney Houston's "Greatest Love of All," and it's it's just when you're young and <laughs> and you start looking back at it when you're older, it's it's just, it's just hilarious, dude. <laughs> Let's play a little bit of it. And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> I mean, Sexual Chocolate, that's... Come on. Sexual Chocolate. Best band name ever. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that try to get that. I believe the children are our future. Thank you. The Eddie Murphy is wearing like a, a suit where it makes his gut Show look bigger. It's Anyway, you know, you get the idea. I mean, this is probably one of the funniest movies, in my opinion, especially with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was a funny motherfucker. Um, next, we got something from Flowsent. I love Flowsent. Look those guys up. I believe they're a delivery service, but they just repost a lot of stuff, and it's one of my favorite go-tos when it comes to, like, weed stuff or just even some random shit. Um, but... They re they posted something. Uh, company makes butthole chocolates, and it will make a bronze mold. Sorry about that. Some uh, scammer or telemarketer tried to call me. Anyhow, uh, just to continue on. Uh, the next article that we put out was uh, uh, company makes butthole chocolates and will make a bronze mold of yours too. And um, it shows <laughs> it shows a picture of. A chocolate, you know, just not how you would get it at like a seized candy or like as a, as a Christmas gift or something like that. And it looks like a, a butthole. It has all the all the rivets and or all the, the wrinkles and everything. <laughs> and it's it looks pretty awesome. Who edible anus? I got to look these guys up. Edible anus. If if you guys are curious, they're called Edible Anus on Instagram. I'm gonna take a look at their website. Edible Anus, the anus that made Britain great. So it comes in. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So it's like I think it's twenty euros, and you get like five in one. And then there's a bronze limited edition anus for 450 euros. I, I don't know what the conversion is, but to get freaking butthole chocolates, 
it's around like twenty to thirty dollars. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I wonder if the chocolate's any good, you know. Yeah. Moving on. Um, you guys ever see this? This like Russian dude that makes like these weird movements, and he, he all he does is twirl around, and he and he has like tiger claw, right? And I don't know, like I. I don't, is he serious? Like, I follow all these, uh, McDo, like, say, like, McDojo, where they kind of make fun of the, those, those, like, weird martial arts schools that are probably just, like, franchised, um, somewhere in the Midwest or something like that, and they, they teach him these weird moves, and this guy is, I mean, he's literally doing, like, some crane shit, and then he made a, a, a his own pair of nunchucks. I used to do that when I was a kid with my socks. Thanks to Jr. That's my cousin. He uh, he told he taught me about that. I'm sure you guys, yeah, I'm sure you guys had nunchucks from your socks, right? Because that's why you're listening to this podcast. Um, next one from Business Insider: KFC is now selling a log that smells like fried chicken, and I think that's amazing. There's nothing better. Than smelling like Jollibee. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I mean, I'm really curious. I wonder how much they are, for one. Because imagine paying 30 bucks for your house to smell like fried chicken when you could do it yourself. Oh, $18.99. It can be purchased online. KFCfirelogs.com, let's see. <laughs> They're sold out. No fucking way. <laughs> Holy shit. Made with 100% recycled materials. The KFC 11 Herbs and Spices Firelog from Enviro Log is dramatically less wasteful and significantly more effective to making your home smell like fried chicken than burning actual fried chicken. Oh, <laughs> And they're sold out, dude. And they can burn up to 2.5 to 3 hours. You can buy $18 worth of chicken and dump them in some oil. But, see, I think I feel like that's more of a win-win. Because you actually get to eat the stuff. But $18.99 gets you... Um, gets you... Yeah, it gets you... Uh, a log that makes your house smell like fucking fried chicken. Fucking fried chicken. Um, I, re- I posted this thing. Um, it's a... Uh, it was a night at Jiu-Jitsu the other night on Wednesday night. Uh, my uh, two friends are f- competing at the uh, Worlds. I believe it starts tomorrow. So good luck to my man Gary Tang. And that Chris, that Chris Diokno as well. Those two um, are some wrestlers. They're small and not not too small, but small to whoop your ass small. Like just like just big enough to whoop anyone's ass. Yeah. So good luck to those guys. Those guys are probably going to win. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll win. So they'll win. Uh, so good luck, Gary and my man, Chris uh, Diokno. Uh, yeah, so that concludes uh, Facebook breakdown. Those are my Facebook posts. Uh, 
let's get into the fights. So tonight, um, looks like Brent Primus, he's, you know, he's defending his title against Michael Chandler, and that's a great fight. I saw the weigh-ins, you know, they both look like they're in great shape. Um, you know, Tyson Chandler, it was just a weird situation that happened when, when they fought last time, and, you know, now Brent's the champion, and you know it's kind of weird because this year I believe Michael Chandler he resigned with Bellator. I'm pretty sure um, he resigned with them because you know they're probably paying better than the UFC was offering. But um, you know, not too you don't no one really like everyone knows like the lightweight division in 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 the UFC, and it's this is a great fight, and people don't know about this stuff. Kind of sucks. I mean, uh, MMA is is amazing, but it just shows you that uh, UFC just runs the show, like front to back. But um, this is going to be a great fight. I'm I'm hoping to watch um, watch this, and I I actually just to be totally honest, I I gave up my my uh, zone. Uh, I I went for the free trial, and I. And I uh, and I actually discontinued my DAZN, uh membership because you can actually see the fights after on um, Premier, the Premier uh, channel, a uh, Paramount Science said Premier, <laughs> Paramount Channel, and uh, it's it's just as good. I mean, you'll probably read about it anyways. But um, next, I think on the uh, co-main, there's uh, Javier Yalish. He's a, a prospect coming out of. Uh, I believe he's from the Bay Area. He has he has to be because I I actually photographed Javier Ayala like a long time ago, um, when he was still, I don't know if he was, was he an amateur? No, I think he was still a pro. But um, I photographed him a really long time ago. And he gets to fight Frank Mir, who's you know former UFC champion and vet. Um, other than that, you have Sam Cecilia. He's a notable name. He's going, he's going against Derek Campos. Um, there's also a, a, a women's fight, Alejandro Lara versus Giuliani Velasquez. And I mean, that's about it as far as um, the main card. But on the, the bottom end of the card, uh, Chris Avila from uh, you know Nick Diaz, uh, Nick and Nate Diaz's camp. Uh, he's also a former UFC fighter. He's fighting uh, some guy named Brandon Pepper, I guess. But uh, Nate Diaz is reportedly going to be in his corner. Um, and that starts the actual event, on, and it's going to be streamed on MMA Junkie, which is kind of cool. Um, on top of that, there's a uh, Hobson Gracie Jr. I, I don't know too much about this guy, but I'm sure if he's you know he's he's pretty much bred to do MMA or do jujitsu, some martial arts wise, so he's got to be good. We'll see. Uh, other than that, I think. Max, maybe one of Max Holloway's, uh, um, one of his homies is, is fighting, because this, this is, I believe this is in Hawaii, right? Yes. It's in Honolulu, and, man, that, I mean, having a, an event in Hawaii must be so insane. Like, really, like, amazing. Like, imagine when you're just, when you're done with the fight, you're hanging out, and you're just in paradise, so... That's great. Uh, I'll give my pick on um, 
you know, for me, I, I, like, I'm not going to try to say that I know uh, all these guys. I mean, I do know who AJ McKee is. Like, he's fighting a guy named uh, Daniel Crawford. And um, I know AJ McKee and, and his dad are, you know, like, two, a great team. Like, as far as, I mean, they, they were the guys that actually <laughs> trained uh, Chuck Liddell for his freaking fight against Tito. And uh, that didn't look really good. But uh, AJ McKee's good. Pretty damn good. So I'll, I'll probably just shoot for the main card uh, for this prediction, and uh, we'll start with the uh, Derek Campos versus Sam Cecilia. Um, Sam Cecilia hasn't really looked. I, I mean, he he just hasn't been on anyone's radar for a long time. But I mean, because he's a UFC vet, uh, I, I think that you know he's more than capable. I think he was was he on the Tough Show? I I, I don't know. Probably. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure if uh, he's been pretty active lately. Let's see. So last fight was April. April of this year, uh, lost uh, by submission by Emmanuel Sanchez. So um, that was round one. So he, you know, he hasn't really been too active he's been out for a pretty long time to be honest uh but you know Derek Campbell's has been out longer I mean the last fight was in February uh, and it was against um you know Patrick Patrick and he lost a TKO in the first round so who knows how how that's gonna play play on his uh psychology but um I'm probably gonna go with uh, Sam Cecilia. He, uh, you know, he's had a string of losses uh, before, uh, back in just a string of losses because he was only fighting like a little bit, like once or twice a year. But could be that he's just injured or whatnot. But I'm gonna go with Sam Cecilia for this one. Um, I'm gonna say decision. Like it's gonna, it's probably gonna go. It's probably gonna go to the judges. Next, uh, Juliana Velasquez and Alejandra Lara. Uh, it's gonna be tough for me because I don't really know who these two women are, but I will make my guess based off of, whoa, based off of MMA Junkie stats and she's Brazilian, that's for sure. Six and zero, oh. and she's been knocking bitches. At, well, TKO win in April. And then a submission win. I mean, she looks legit, though. She's, like, her stomach is, <laughs> like, it looks like it's, like, thunderbolts are coming out of her stomach. Like, that's, that's how, that's how she looks. And, let's see. Alejandra Lara. Ah, she's cute. And she's... You know, she looks like uh, just one of those like CrossFit models or something like that. Seven and two, uh, lo- traded losses. She she actually fought in uh, June. She lost to Alima Lane McFarland, and um, before that she uh, she, you know, she submitted a bitch. I mean, she's gonna. Let's see. I I feel like the other one actually has a TKO win. So I am gonna go with. Juliana Velasquez. 
Uh, I think she finishes her, or she she uh, she finishes her with a submission in the second round. Let's, let's go for that. Next, we have AJ McKee, Daniel Crawford. AJ McKee, family's known. You know, he's undefeated. He's pretty tall for a freaking for a for a um, what is that featherweight? He's he's. I don't know how many. He's just twelve and zero. He's, yeah, he's a real deal. I'm looking at his his resume here, and a lot of decision, decision, decision. He got a head kick over some no name, but that just shows you, man. Like when when you're fighting in in some of these different cities, it's like. Why does he has a loss? Maybe that fight fell through or something like that. No. AJ McKee is 12 and 0, guys. And he gets to fight Daniel Crawford, who is 10 and 1. Um, he lost his last fight, but I don't know. I think AJ McKee gets it done. Uh, this guy's from England, Daniel Crawford. I mean,. Not too much date on him, but I say AJ McKee gets it done unless he. Yeah, AJ McKee gets it done. He's gonna knock him out. TKO first round. Then we got Frank Mir, Javier Ala. Um, Frank Mir is just—he's a fucking dinosaur, man. I don't know if. He, I mean, he should seriously stop fighting. Like it's—he's been stopped many times. Um, but. I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys that could could have, if he was just kept it lean and mean. He could have even went down to uh, light heavyweight, and he was, you know, he would have been a beast. Not many jujitsu guys, in and and his kickboxing was pretty good in the be, like maybe in the middle, the mid, the middle of his career. But uh, when he got into all that Brock Lesnar shit, it was just kind of weird. Uh, Javier, he's you know he's on a heavier set, but you know he's I feel like he's hungry, like he's younger, he's hungry. Probably knock Frank Mir out in like the first round with some haymaker shit. Like he's good, you know. Like he, he lost against Czech Congo last. I mean he got caked, but you know he's he's been winning like by TKO or by something. So, then we get to Brent Primus, Michael Chandler. That's going to be a toss-up, guys. I mean, these two guys, these guys are solid. Uh, what else can I say about Chandler? He's just, he, he should be in the UFC. That's just plain and simple. He's that good. Um, but he's getting older. I, I mean, I'm wondering if that's why they didn't, they didn't offer him as much money as Bellator did, but. Uh, Brent Primus, I think he's the future. I mean, Brent Primus could just get this done real easy. I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm probably gonna pick, pick Brent Primus just because, you know, he's riding the championship fights and he's, he's a champ right now. Like he, he's eight and zero. He's undefeated. You know, he. The only reason why he beat Michael Chandler is because Michael Chandler was kind of like, you know, he he couldn't continue, but. Uh, who knows what would have happened if 
Michael Chandler didn't. I mean, he's been inactive also. I mean, this this is back. His last fight was what was that June of two thousand seventeen? That's a long time. So that's also going to play a factor because uh, you know Michael Chandler. He just fought January, March, April, back in April, and you know he won, and he's. He's had probably two fights more. I mean, yeah, he's had two fights. He's had two fights since Brent Primus last. So, you know what? I'm going to go with... I don't know. I don't know. That's a toss-up for me. I'm not going to pick. So, uh, that's a that's a draw for me. How about that? Because I feel like Brent Primus, I think the layoff's going to affect him. Just to be totally honest. But, huh. We'll see what happens. And then we move on to... I mean, let's break down the other Bellator card real fast. Not a lot of crazy talent on them. I mean, I don't know anybody, so I, I can't judge if they're talented. Of course, they're all talented, but fuck. Uh, notable on the main card, Liam McGeary, you know, King Mo. Ed Ruth, Newman Gracie, Rafael Carvalho, and Leota Machida. I mean, great fights, man. And then the the main event. So I'm going to go with for King Mo and Liam McGeary. I think Liam McGeary comes back and knocks King Mo out like in the first round. Um, Liam's kind of due for one of those like crazy wins. So I think he's going to stop King Mo probably in the first round. Probably in the first like three minutes or something like that. And then uh, Neiman Gracie had Ruth. Uh, both undefeated. I think, you know, it's 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 part of their welterweight Grand Prix opening round. And I haven't really seen too much of Ed Ruth. But, you know, I, I won't ever go against like a uh, um, a guy that, you know, that's... Last name is is Gracie, but this guy, I mean, Ed Ruth, he's really, he's 5'11", five, five 170 pounds. Uh, he is bodied up. Like, he, he looks like a tank. And then, meanwhile, you look at Neiman Gracie, um, you know, that typical Brazilian, uh, typical Brazilian... You know, body and you know he's been winning by submission like pretty much majority of his fights. So you got to wonder. You really got to wonder. Does he have what it takes to to kind of break that Gracie mold? Like the Gracies are, they've always been amazing fighters. But you know, if if your name's not like Crone or um, like Caesar, no, not Caesar, uh, Half or maybe. Um, Or like Hoyt or Hickson for that matter. It's like oh, okay, maybe not, but this guy looks like he's got it down. I mean, submissions are everywhere, and he's just taking advantage of all of them. So I'm interested in seeing if this guy tries to shoot and what'll happen. So let's. I would say if he was smart, he'd be. Eh, he if he was smart, he would hopefully 
keep his distance. And, uh, you know, Neiman Gracie is actually going to be cutting down from 185 to 170. So that's going to affect him. And Ruth just looks much bigger, much stronger. But as we all know, Jiu-Jitsu is, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu is there. Uh, so I'm going to go with Ed Ruth. I'm going to say he knocks him, TKOs him, uh, something coming in. But I wouldn't be mad if Neiman Gracie does some crazy shit and uh, catches him with something insane. Uh, next we go to Leota Machida. We all know who Leota Machida is. And then Rafael Carvalho. That's going to be a great fight. Two Brazilians. Um, you know, like, both of them are, are you know, Leo Machida is probably on his way, on his tail end of his career, but uh, I feel Carvalho is only 32 years old. He's only lost once. He's six foot fucking three. I mean, he, last loss was to the champ, uh, Gegard. I mean, you can't really, he's already fought in, in Bellator for a long time and he's used to all this shit. And, um, you know, his only loss is to the champ. So, I'm I'm kind of scared for Lyoto because Lyoto's been stopped. Um, he's he's old as shit in in fight in the fight game. Um, he's fucking forty years old. He's fucking forty years old, dude. Holy shit! And his last fight was uh, earlier this year against Vitor. And you're talking about Vitor, like not TRT Vitor. Um, and not um, not a young Vitor and like Vitor is on his way out um, so I don't know that, that, I mean that's is he back or no I don't think he's back so I'm gonna go with Rafael Carvalho TKO or not, no, not even TKO maybe just knockout that's gonna be in I'd say second or third round. I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna take him a little bit to to figure Leoto's timing down, and he's just gonna do some. He's just gonna wail on him. Uh, title fight: Lee McFarlane versus Valerie Letourneau. Um, you know, Valerie comes from American Top Team. You know, she's she's fought Yone on Jacek. Um, for the 115 title like she she looks solid I mean who knows how Alima Lay is going to respond to the striking because she's obviously Valerie's fought a little bit the you know she's fought the better opposition from what I think um but I mean 8-0 for Alima Lay she hasn't tasted a loss yet but you know a lot of her stuff is you know submission so that, that just shows you know, she doesn't have the power that, um, say, a kickboxer like like uh, Valerie. She she may have, like, I think she probably has more power. Uh, I'm talking about Valerie for that matter. Um, I think, you know, she's she's banging out with the best. Um, but she's, you know, she hasn't had any knock, you know, like any TKO or knockout uh, victories in pretty much most of her career but um you know she's 35 years old so she's a little bit on the older side so let's see if um Ali Malay can can either get her down and submit her 
because I don't think there's going to be a firefight. I don't think that it's going to be a striking match. So um, if it becomes a striking match, you know, Letourneau, she's probably just going to jab her way in, and it's probably going to be a boring fight. But we'll, we'll see. So I'm going with McFarlane winning uh, maybe by submission, I'd say second round. Uh, maybe like third or fourth round, let's say that. And then we get to the UFC on Fox card with uh, the headliners Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta. I, I think that's going to be a great fight. Um, up and down, the card looks pretty stacked. Um, not stacked with a lot of talent, per se, but I mean, they're all talented, like I said, but um, they they didn't disappoint. I mean, like... Uh, Zach Cummings is on this. Gerald Mearshart's on this. Uh, Jared Gordon, uh, Jacar Close, uh, Zach Otto. You know Jacar Close is going against Bobby Green, which is a good fight. Uh, main card. We got Charles Oliveira and Jim Milner. I think that's a rematch. Uh, Rob Font, Sergio Pettis. It's a good fight. Uh, Rob Font's a pretty solid guy. Uh, Edson Barboza versus Dan Hooker. That's an amazing fight. And then uh, Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta, which is a rematch as well. <clears throat> that happens on Big Fox. We'll start out with Jim Miller, Charles Oliveira. If I remember correctly, I think um, someone got submitted. No? Am I tripping? Let's look into this right now. Why did I think this was a freaking a rematch? Oh, it is a rematch. So he submitted Charles Oliveira back in 2010. Knee bar. Fuck. You got him in a knee bar. <laughs> a knee bar, dude. Um, so he, he knows what this is about. Jim Miller's had a tough string, tough, you know, like a tough couple of years, though, uh, just as far as his record and you know Charles Oliveira he's coming off of I think he's coming off a win um yeah he, he's actually coming off two wins two submissions so you, you never know this guy probably had a re like a resurgence of some sort and you know he's starting to sub people so you know this is probably gonna go come down to Maybe the striking department, because who knows who's gonna try to, who's gonna try to implement their jiu-jitsu game first, right? Who knows? Um, I know Jim Miller likes a standard bang, but man, Charles Oliveira—he's much taller than he is, so um, we'll see what happens. I think uh, Charles Oliveira gets it done TKO. I think he catches, he catches him with either an elbow or like something to to make him to make Jim Miller curl up and can defend himself. So I say Charles Oliveira via TKO. Um, Rob Font, Sergio Perez. Uh, Rob Font, I mean, last time he, he fought um, that, that I've actually watched, um, I saw him fight uh, Thomas Almeida and he ended up winning that fight and knocking uh, Thomas Almeida out because I, I, I was a Thomas Almeida fan and I still am, but... He got stopped right there, like, pretty bad. Um, but Rob Font, I mean, he has, I feel like he has more 
a little bit more, maybe like much more power than um, than Sergio Pettis does. But you know, Sergio Pettis, he's moving up from fighting at 125. So now it's like he's, you know, he's probably gonna be much bigger. But you know, he's he hasn't had one of his one of those like sig, you know, those signature wins. I mean, he's always if he won, he always won by like a unanimous unanimous decision or something like that. If he lost, um, it's usually from like points as well or submission or I I remember he got caked by Ryan Ben uh, Ben Benoit and. Um, I don't know. I think Rob Font has the power to stop Sergio Pettis. And uh, it it wouldn't go the other way around. Like, Sergio Pettis doesn't have the power to stop Rob Font, um, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Rob Font. And I think this is probably going to be a chess match and it's going to go to a decision. But great fight regardless because uh, I felt like Sergio Pettis was also better at 135, which is, yeah, which, again, that's only my opinion. Um, Edson Barboza, Dan Hooker, Edson Barboza just had such a string. He just had a bad string of losses, just in general, because, you know, look at the fuckers he had to fight. I mean, you know, he, he had to fight... I mean, there was one point where you know, he lost a unanimous decision to um, Michael Johnson back in 2015. He went back and forth with a win and a loss. And he, that was when he fought Tony Ferguson, which was uh, a great fight also. But he just was either too small and or Tony Ferguson was just too good. Um, and... You know, he has two losses in a row, but I mean, against Khabib and Kevin Lee. And, you know, Khabib didn't stop, um, you know, he didn't stop Barbosa, but uh, Kevin Lee actually had to stop it. I would those doc- doctor stop, but damn, that's, that's crazy. I mean, fighting Khabib and Kevin Lee... And um, it's you also have to remember Dan Hooker, you know he's he's been knocking people out like crazy, like and he's been pretty active. I mean he fights at least twice a year, and I mean shoot, he knocked out Jim Miller, he knocked out Gilbert Burns. So I believe it's probably going to be a striking match, but. Who's got who's got the chin and who's got? I mean, there's gonna be a ton of leg kicks from when, from what I think with Edson Barboza being a great leg kicker, maybe try to slow um, Dan Hooker's pace down. But that's gonna be a toss-up for me too. I mean, it's they're kind of almost on the same boat. But you know, Edson Barboza's a vet. I think uh, they both have the power to knock each other out and. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to go with uh, Edson Barbosa by decision. I, I don't know if they, they knock each other out. I think they kind of almost cancel each other out. And they they go all the way. And I say Edson Barbosa by you meant uh, split decision. 
hopefully fight it tonight because um, hope, hopefully it's a back and forth exchange and um, hopefully we just get treated to a really great fight. Um, next, we're going to go with Kevin Lee versus Ally Quinta. This is the main event. This is a rematch of the two and uh, of of their fights and Kevin Lee. I mean, coming up on fight week, he just looks so confident. Al, he's just kind of Al's being Al. Like he he just absorbs all this stuff and just you know he's really laid back and you know it. It's really going to come down to can Al Iaquinta stop Kevin Lee's wrestling and ground and pound because Kevin Lee to me is like the black. Khabib, but um, it'd be interesting to see whose wrestling is better between Kevin Lee and Khabib, because when Kevin Lee fought um, when Kevin Lee fought Tony Ferguson, he just got out jiu so hopefully he's been working on his jiu-jitsu. I know Al's jiu-jitsu's um, like a Sarah half, I mean, a Sarah um Gracie hybrid of, of the two but of course it's a Henzo Gracie um, mixture it it gets a little it gets tricky because say Kevin Lee gets a little sloppy and you know it's Tony Ferguson all over again but um, I think Al's going to try to keep it standard for the most part so there's going to be a lot of probably like backing up like Kevin Lee could just try to smother him and back Al all the way up to the fence and he's probably going to shoot but um, if that's the case I'm hoping that Al's been working his wrestling or his uh, anti-wrestling and he's been working his submissions or something so you know if if he does tend to make a mistake then it's you know he's going to pay for it but uh, as for a winner I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Ally Quinta sleeps Kevin Lee, like catches him. Uh, maybe on the way in. Because you know what he wants to do. So I say Al by KO. Yeah, Al by KO. All right, so that'll conclude the breakdown of the MMA events happening this weekend. Um, don't take my picks seriously because I, you know, I don't, I don't know half of these motherfuckers, anyways. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know half of the fucking lowdown of everyone. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going by what MMA Junkie has on their stuff. And thank you, MMA Junkie, for all this information. Um, and uh, don't sleep on that 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 freaking Invicta card either, man. They got. You know, Jin Yu Frey, she she's a fucking bodied up Asian and you know, she's she's a monster as far as like her grappling, but you know they don't really they don't really market these atom weight chicks like they should though. I mean she's she looks like an action figure though. Yeah, the chick she's going against, I mean it, she's from Finland, she kinda looks like she has shorter arms than most people. She's six and one, and uh, she trade. She's been trading win wins and loss. Anyhow, I say, I say Junior Fry wins that title, um, or I don't know if she's defending her belt. 
Is she the champion? I don't know if she's the fucking champion. Let's see. Yeah, she's the champion. Yeah, so... Um, thanks again. I think it might be a fucking rematch. Anyway, um, thanks again for listening. Um, go ahead and follow me on uh, Instagram if you want to, or if you want to follow follow uh, along when I break down the uh, Facebook breakdowns. Uh, you can go onto my uh, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Sean Pierre. Um, my Instagram handle is at uh, Sean underscore Pierre underscore. Um, some fucker hasn't, uh, the real Sean Pierre and damn it he's Filipino also I think uh, maybe he's French who knows um, shout out to Vapory Shop VaporyShop.com uh, shout out to uh, Jollibee because your chicken is so damn good and to Gateway Kitchen here in Daly City for the amazing Hong Kong style pork chop <laughs> the most delicious Hong Kong pork chop in all the land Anyways, all right, thanks again for uh, following along. The website's going to come soon, and uh, yeah, take care and have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights.